and welcome to another episode of A Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Steph. And I'm Elle. And I'm Mel. And I'm Al. It all sounds so similar. (laughs) (laughs) Phonetically pleasing. Well, okay. We're back with week two uh, for 31 Days of Horror. And this is a full week. And I gotta tell you, it was, I had a time. I don't know about you guys. Had a time getting through these movies. A time is a kind way to say it. Yes. I'm a nice lady. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I I feel like I sprinkled in at least one good choice. A potentially, some potentially good choices. And then some not so great choices. Which is great because most people were displeased last week with our three choices. So I think that that's a good, you know, we're we're going we're going in the right direction for this month, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it can only get better from here if we start shitty. That's my <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> so, like, let's do our rankings. Did everyone watch all of the movies? Let's start yep. there. I got three of them and I did a deep dive of 14 cameras because I can't watch that again. I've seen it once. I don't need to watch it again. So- no one should watch it again. Fair. So- I didn't see Flesh Eater and I didn't see half of their outside. The first half is pretty much the same as the last half of their outside. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Alright, Elle, you watched them all? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys can't rank all the movies because you didn't watch them all, which is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It was a time, but L can. Um, starting at the bottom, we yep. have Case Three Forty Seven. Okay, and then Fourteen Cameras, and then Flesh Eater, and then Nightbreed, and then They're Outside, and then Possum. And my top movie was The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, ours are a little different, but our top two are the same. I put They're Outside at the bottom. And then, <laughs> I feel like you're so mad at me. Then Case 347, mm-hmm. and then Flesh Eater, and mm-hmm. then 14 Cameras, mm-hmm. and Nightbreed, and then mm-hmm. Possum and Autopsy of Jane Doe. I mean, let me be perfectly honest. I was not conscious through a good part of most of these movies, and yeah. I was just ranking them on potential and... <laughs> like vibes because i tried yeah. i watched flesh eater three fucking times fell asleep all three you times once i was sitting yes once i was sitting in this office chair and i fell asleep it is too long it is two movies in one and they're both bad but they're okay. funny i'll give them that they're fun but if you would have separated them i could have had fun with two you know what i mean fairs we'll get theirs so, uh, I mean, let's jump into it from the bottom up. Um, let's start with They're Outside. So They're Outside, it's like a mockumentary. The guy's a piece of shit, okay? And his girlfriend is the cameraman. And uh, apparently he has a habit of just, like, flirting with all of his subjects, which, like, why would she keep working with him? Like, do it yourself. He figures it out eventually. And he's studying this lady with agoraphobia and trying to get her to go outside. That's that's the basic. Who watched this movie? Raise your hand. You watched half. half. It you okay. just described. Like, well, that's pretty much what I saw. So I mean, he's he's studying a lady with acrophobia. He says 
which is a different phobia that he like beats his fucking girlfriend up for saying it wrong or like stumbling when she says it agoraphobia is he pronounces it acrophobia which why are you being mean to someone for not being able to say it when you're saying it in the most stupid british sounding way ever and makes me want to punch you in the face he's pretentious and i knew (laughs) when i watched it it was gonna piss l off and i was waiting (laughs) Because well, because he's a dickhead, and also like he's, he's introducing every time he introduces his girlfriend, like she's a part of this team and like a pivotal piece, and also his partner. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing he says. Oh, you should hear her pronounce this word. Yeah, it's mean. He's so mean, and he's not even saying it right. And she has an American accent, so she, she's not talking in his weird little fucking British tongue that he's using i i'm sorry he just made me so mad and i was eating beans and toast when i watched this too so i was like in the british <laughs> mood and fuck I, your beans so, and toast bitch I was like, fuck your beans and toast. this was definitely a wanting to teleport into the movie so i could fist fight a character one <laughs> doesn't I, happen too often but i knew that that was gonna be a thing it, it ha- girl it happens <laughs> it'd be happening on this podcast but that's okay there's nothing wrong with it um especially when they you know, deserve it yeah don't be shitty. a meanie bobini so would have to like cure her of her fear or to traumatize her i genuinely feel okay so first of all he kisses this lady so he just cheats on his girlfriend i think he gets off on like putting these women through very extreme emotions i think he likes it i don't think that there's anything scientific about this motherfucker (laughs) psychologist that's what i don't think so i think he's just a guy with a camera that's what i thought what the fuck are you doing dealing with an agoraphobic like that is something like cognitive behavior therapy takes years and like the right stuff and you can be put back if you get pushed into the wrong situation you can like jump back years of work and so having this absolute idiot charlatan asshole piece of shit british motherfucker come in and fuck with her yeah and on top of it like the the reason i placed it so high was the beginning and i will tell you that because i like the idea of it i like the idea of using kind of like this documentary Mm -hmm. thing to cover folklore because that's this is a folklore story really what it comes down to like an ancient one to like a green-eyed creature in the woods that is like stealing kids i guess but it sounds very fairy it's very fey and i was really excited and then i just got mad and i kind of blacked out for the second half of the movie so (laughs) well i mean i I don't remember the way some of these movies ended, I'm gonna be honest. I was trying to, I wasn't at home the entire week. So I was just doing my best. I do remember how this one ends. And the reason I put it at the bottom is because it ends with like him basically peer pressuring her outside. And she's like, well, we can't get back inside now. Uh, You fucked us. And she was very calm about it he goes inside like a tree and there's all this weird shit in and then he's like possessed by green eyes and then he like attacks her at the end Mm. for me it's like 
there's all this nonsense like she's talking about the green eyes thing but there's nothing really happening and her and her friend even fake a video of proof Mm. at one point so it's like very mundane and then you have like this last little blip of like fantastical at the end and i'm like it's too late it's a move the movie's over forget it Mm. it's too late and then that's it i think if all the other movies didn't suck too i would have maybe placed it different i think so too honestly but it's a forgettable movie. Sorry to the people who made it. No, thank you. I gave it one chud. Just in case you're curious. I gave it 1.5 chuds. So I I placed, I, I can see the potential in yeah. the idea. They just didn't deliver at all. And no. they gave me perhaps, and it's pretty bad to say he's like one of the most irritating protagonists I've seen so far just in 31 Days of Horror because we had that guy from Butterfly Kisses last week. Oh, um, that guy. Yeah, there, this there guy have harder. been some awful men and this man is definitely worse. I mean, and also like possum, awful men. This guy's worse. I still... <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything until he gets possum. <laughs> yeah. This definitely, this block of movies, like made me think more about how much of especially American horror is designed around like women's trauma and like children's trauma and minority trauma like real life experience trauma and less of it is you know creative endeavors to make something different and scary Mm -hmm. something imaginable and scary instead it's just like what's your worst nightmare about like your neighbor coming in and doing stuff to you I mean it's that over and over and over again kind of thing and i hate that so much i love a monster i love like give me something that's not gonna happen down the street use your imaginations like we we all have it lean into the folklore element that was cool that's the that's the the 0.5 chud for me is i could see the potential in the folklore element but they did not choose to lean into it no I bet that guy that was himself playing himself and he made the movie. That's probably not canon, but that's just the vibe that it's giving. So. He at least thought that guy was cool. There's somebody out there that thinks that guy is cool and I would like to despite them. Yeah, a bunch of TikTok boys. I'm telling you. When we post this clip, they're going to be pissed. Oh, well. (laughs) That is literally it. There's nothing else to this movie. Mm-mm. Okay. Raise your hand if you watched Case 347. I wish cool. I had it. Oh, me too. This is an alien abduction movie. When I picked it, it was random. I thought from the pi- picture it was like going to be a possession movie. It's not because it's got like a hand claw. It's not. It's it's UFOs. It's alien abduction. It feels like, respectfully, it feels like a, a fourth kind ripoff. I don't know if you guys have seen the fourth kind. That movie scares me. Mila Jovovich is in it and it's about abduction. A doctor, just like this movie, a doctor is studying those cases, but it's very much giving like demonic possession. Scary, like a very scary alien situation, right? And instead of deer, like in this movie, they have owls, like you see the owls in your dream. 
they say in this movie like when the girl was having the dreams about the deer it's like her brain can't even conceive of what she's seeing so it puts something else in there which i think is scary but this movie just wasn't good um it's another monumentary one and you know it could i feel like it could have been like there was all this stuff happening and it was like connected to her dad and like all all this mysterious stuff but i didn't like it wish i wasn't so shitty about it i thought it could have been so good they were talking about it dropped because the freedom of information act thing and i thought it could have been super cool uh, they threw black-eyed kids in there, which I didn't think was alien-related. So, it can be, depending on what you read, yeah. Sometimes you see it written more as demons. Sometimes you see it written more as aliens. But also there's a lot of phenomena that's that way. Like, there's also just, like, the idea of, like, extra-dimensional versus extraterrestrial, which... I, we didn't get into it. I don't know what we're looking at here, honestly. And I did fall asleep during this one, so maybe I'm just not. But it was that, so long. Yeah, that's why. So <laughs> not because you fell asleep, but because there's like nothing to know. Like, when became, like I almost did a jig. I was so excited because I like extraterrestrial horror because mm. the shit's scary unknown is always going yeah. to be scary if you can execute it even signs with the crappy costumes like was a oh, little scary. we did that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like though it's pretty evident like 15 minutes in that this is like conversation for or 347 honestly rather than case because it's just talking all mm-hmm. of it's talking and it was impossible to make anything exciting out of that. It was not exciting. It was boring. It was super boring. And then they threw in, like, all of a sudden, this woman that they were interviewing woke up with a nosebleed and a miscarriage. And she said, well, that's crazy. I haven't had sex in five months. And you're like, oh, aliens impregnated her. But it's not, like, that anything. That he got dissected. I would be like, okay folks pull up the shirt let's see the scars from Give the me alien. A scar. i mean yeah. he just was like you can use your imagination to imagine what happened to me rather what? than me telling they're just i was so disappointed they had so many interesting elements to it the black eyed kid element was interesting there was a moonburn syndrome uh element to it as well which is like the phenomena of people coming in contact with ufos and then having radiation poisoning symptoms and the girl's dad died of radiation poisoning pretty much like that's what she was describing Mm -hmm. it's it's an interesting thought because if something was coming from another dimension or another planet we don't know what their technology would do to us we don't know because we're we're living in different worlds so that is something that i think is personally fascinating but again the way that they did it was like backburdering it and making it like not an interesting element in them in the thing and i felt like they did the same thing with the black eyed kids because it was just like a blip in it instead Mm -hmm. of like leaning into what could have been interesting yeah instead we've got like singing with hillabillies out in the desert i don't know (laughs) and seeing something the the (laughs) beak added some confusion for me because it's like why do you need i guess to possess or to override children's bodies to gain entrance into cars and residences if you can just abduct people 
I mean, it just was an unnecessary oh. element. Get it. Yeah. So that was what they were pos- positing with that. So as somebody who has read a lot of BEK stuff, what they, what I've heard them uh, called on the extraterrestrial side is they're like halflings, like half human, half alien. And so I didn't know that's the vehicle that they were using. That's fucking a boring use of uh, BEKs. <laughs> yeah. Why were they asking to come in? You know, all of them asked to come in. It seems like they they were kind of, you know, more powerful, at least in terms of technology, than human beings. They don't need to ask. They could just suck up the car or whatever it is. <laughs> right. And that's what's terrifying about aliens. Like, I've, I read Whitley Strieber's Communion way too young. And that is a terrifying fucking book. But the fact that, like, they're, like, potentially technology that is completely beyond anything that we understand that could just come in and just wipe you out in an instant and you wouldn't have any counter to it. There's no planning. There's none of this stuff like where you can like build up a, a defense because they, they are so overwhelmingly beyond what we have on earth. And that's, what's terrifying about aliens. I don't, again, we're ants and they could just come in, snatch me up while I'm just defenseless in my bed and put an alien baby in my body. Ew. I don't know <laughs> exactly. why they would do that. But, yeah. I, you know, I think a, there was a season of American Horror Story where there yes, was like I just alien watched that. invasion. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's the one that uh, I think does like a really good job with the helplessness of it. Like, mm-hmm. I actually, it's the beginning of Asylum, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like kind of like the weird like yeah. side plot of Asylum. Oh, yeah. I just realized they do it. They do more alien stuff in oh, cool. a later season, and it's but it's like with the alien pregnancy stuff and Ew. the government. It's a lot. <laughs> no, I was thinking like the beginning of Asylum. It's like a mm-hmm. really good depiction of how futile it is to come up against them because it's like you just see a bright light in your windows, and all of a sudden, like your world's upside down, and there's nothing you can do um yeah and that's what's terrifying about aliens i just why why would we lean into whatever the fuck this was i don't know it was like they had a lot of really good ideas and couldn't decide on what to whittle it down to so they just underdeveloped all of them and shoved yes. them into this movie uh, my brain de- can't it doesn't in like a very that. uninteresting way uh-huh. in a very uninteresting way that's the problem they took all this interesting shit and wove it together in a very uninteresting way with some bad acting some really fucking bad acting oh, yeah, yeah it wasn't good <laughs> well what i like about how conversational it was is that this is a mad stretch to even put like in the same like sentence with this movie but is that <laughs> it kind of danger of like mass gaslighting you know Mm. so it was kind of like nope you're crazy you didn't see an alien you know like anybody who ever says they saw anything you know to do with a ufo extraterrestrial alien is automatically crazy and therefore disregarded and you know Mm. that kind of was a danger to the whole human race so i kind of like that it does show the danger of just marking people off as you know, mentally ill or chronically ill. Oh, you just got strange radiation cancer. You don't know what you're talking about, you know? So I I like that part of it, but they could have developed that even, you know? More people could have been trying to 
warn people. They did have that whole conversation about, do you tell the world the world's going to end or do you just let people go about their business? And I think that's a, that's one of the great, great questions of life in society. You know, do you give people the option of what to do in their final hours or do you assume it'll be chaos and just go forth with secrecy? So I kind of like that. But once again, underdeveloped, untouched after the conversation. Pointless. I don't even remember how it ends. So. I don't either. I was asleep and I tried twice. I tried twice with this one. Good for you. I wouldn't have. Um, <laughs> Flesh Eater. Raise your hand if you watched Flesh Eater. Okay. It's just us. Honestly, honestly, we can breeze through Flesh Eater. It's literally somebody's dusty grandpa came out of a box and started eating people. He literally looked like a grandpa that someone sat there and hand dry brush painted with gray paint and let him go and bite the young hotties, okay? The interesting thing was there was very ominous music, opening music, which I was digging. There was a lot of awkward white people in the forest dancing, which was very entertaining. But then there was also a rock on top of this guy's coffin, a rock with a pentagram on it. And I was like, are we really doing this rock thing again? This magical rock? I guess that magical rock was holding him inside and someone moved it farmer stupid don't touch the rock don't touch the magic rock and that's that's the moral of the story there is a really fucked up scene in here that i thought was hilarious it's so awkward and it's so cringy and i'm gonna describe it to you guys okay i guess it's like a party right there's all these these young hotties young 80s hotties and i guess two of them mosey on off to the barn it's so awkward she tries to put the moves on him he was like whoa i'm not ready for anything serious and she's so monotone she's the worst actress i've ever ever seen and she's just like hey i wasn't trying to do anything serious i just wanted to fool around a little bit and then he's like i was really excited when our friend hooked us up together and she was like, we can take things cl- slow, whips her titties out, and then they start making out. Maybe I should have watched this one. <laughs> there were titties. There were a lot of titties. I'll give it that. Uh, yeah, pro- I, I like, that's the pro to, side. <laughs> I just searched it to look up the Dusty Grandpa, and every yeah. single image on Google was titties? blurred for safe filter. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot. I turned it off. There are a lot of boobs. <laughs> Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a look for, you know, uh, solidarity. Yeah. yeah. But my thing is, once Dustin Grandpa came into play, if you're like, what was that? Put your titties away, sister. Put the boobs away. <laughs> she wanted to die with her titties out. <laughs> I can yes, relate. Good for like... her. <laughs> I don't I'm know not putting my bra that. back on if I'm just going to die anyway. Fuck that. No, but I'll at least zip up my vest. I don't want them things swinging around while I'm dying. I want to die with a little bit of dignity. (laughs) To each their own. Yeah, I don't know. I might go with the swinging death. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. It's like, fuck it, I'm dying anyway. Yeah. (laughs) What do I care? (laughs) 
I have had no dignity in life. Why would I have dignity in death? Is this because I'm a Virgo that I would absolutely zip my shit up? You did it yourself. (laughs) Wasn't even me this time. I was like, I'm not doing that. They're going to be put away. Um, Because then your titties out zombie. That's true. Okay. True. Right. This, This was very zombie Dracula coded. Yeah. It was funny. It was funny. I I didn't really pay attention because I'm like, there's not a plot here at all. No. Um, there's no origin. There's no like explanation to how Dusty Grandpa got to be so fucking dusty. It's just a romp. You know what I mean? It's just a it's just a romp. I had a good time. It was hilarious. Once they went through the hayride, teenagers like we could have ended the movie there. Yeah. Let's just let's end the movie there. We can do Dusty Grandpa Part Two and then go to yeah. the the Halloween party because like for me, I was done after the hayride, folks. I wasn't on board for the party, folks. But I mean, there was again some terrible acting that was really mm-hmm. funny there. Very monotone again. If you guys could at least scroll through to the barn part and hear this lady i can't even express to you how monotone she was i'm like she did this for free they didn't pay her they didn't pay her you gotta pay for inflection i had to be because there's no fucking way like i would i would need a refund like nice boobies but there's talking involved one tone and two titties. <laughs> yep. Perfect Period. description of the movie. We're going to get into 14 cameras. Mel, did you watch 14 cameras? Yes. Amazing. Apparently, there's more movies because I saw 13 cameras hanging out in mm-hmm. the corner. Uh, I, That's ominous. I hate that. I can't imagine what more there could be. It's about this man whose fucking username on the dark web is slum lord because he's a landlord and he puts cameras in his properties and he kidnaps ladies the dusty grandpa version of the kid from hey arnold that breathes with his mouth open behind yeah. helga there's nothing dusty about him he's slimy and crusty at the same okay. time he really is he it's literally so looks like a a veiny beefed up toe that's what he looks like. Rip. Someone, the, the deep dive I was watching, um, Mr. Gigi called him a deep fried battle toad. <laughs> and I was like, that's the most accurate description of this man. <laughs> oh my God. That should have been his name, Battle Toad. Battle Toad. <laughs> no, he's icky. I, we just have this common theme of Grandpa's wreaking uh, havoc this me. week, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm not into it. Once again, is this a horror film or is this from? <laughs> porn fantasy you know mm-hmm. like i don't know it is pretty disgusting and it would be really scary if something happened like that you know but also it's like the the joke is on the women like once again like even though he's putting mm-hmm. like cameras into all these places i know that technically he's watching just anybody who comes into the house but he's kidnapping women and feeding them cheeseburgers dear god like that in itself is a horror if i had to eat cheeseburgers for two days in a row i'd die like i don't know I just feel like- <laughs> not me i definitely did it on our trip yep. i ate yep. a lot of, i ate a lot of cheeseburgers <laughs> i would survive huh? this is like the one situation where i would prevail she says she's uh, she's adapted to the cheeseburger she would make it so 
I'd be like, day two, no, don't kill me. No. <laughs> I mean, well, just, I don't know. It's at the expense of women. Like, I'm wondering while I'm watching this, like, what are men supposed to feel while they're watching this? Are they supposed to question. feel terrified for the woman? Are they supposed to feel like they want to protect the woman? Are they supposed to feel like they're rooting for the slimy toad? I mean, I don't know. It's It's icky to consider like who's it for it's not for us you know well and like i'm trying to think i haven't seen 13 cameras came out first so 13 cameras was the first part of the movie and the blonde chick in the basement that he's had kidnapped for an eon was the main character in the first movie oh husband i think gets killed um and she's pregnant and so Battletoad's son is her kid. It's not even he's not even genetically related to and so that's like when that music stinger happens when she walks out of the shadows and it's like who the fuck are you supposed to be? That's why that's supposed to be important is because you're supposed to have watched 13 cameras first and know who she is. <laughs> Oops. So like, yeah, Sorry. so it's like I'm like I don't know if you're supposed to be like oh, you know, even the tough men who are, you know, have beautiful wives with kids can get murdered and have horrible things happen to them too but i don't get that vibe in the second movie in 14 cameras i didn't get i just got everything is uncomfortable and cringy i think it makes it worse that his main focus in this are underage children yeah because that makes me extra stabby yeah and he's selling like live streams well the the girls are in college but they're like okay they're freshly in college i thought they were children so i was mistaken. no i only got that because the boy was arguing oh i want to bring a friend on our super expensive vacation and they were like no and he's like oh sister gets to bring her friend and they're like she's in college okay Um, i don't know why that makes a difference i guess because they don't have to be responsible for a minor on this yeah, trip maybe uh that's true yeah it's still grody i don't know but they were under 21 because she snuck in the alcohol in a mm-hmm. water bottle is where does the line between you know voyeurism turn into interactivism you know mm-hmm. into messing with manipulating and destroying people's lives i guess so you know there is that question which is kind of fun like how much voyeurism even on the internet innocently is innocent you know if you're driving people to do more and more and worse and worse things for that platform i guess i don't know i guess that would be the only philosophical question there but for me it still boils down to whose terror is the most here and it's definitely like women you know Mm -hmm. and so that's in itself is manipulative and indicative of the society we live in in a way that's not super creative yeah i was telling steph this felt a little hounds of lovey to me Mm. um from last year yeah i heard that it didn't yeah it didn't hit the same for me i think because the actual women that he it doesn't make it any better the actual women he kidnapped were like adults and hounds of love was they literally like yeah suckered a a schoolgirl into getting into their car and kept her and like the wife was jealous of her it was very like personal yeah and in this one it felt like it didn't really matter who he grabbed to keep you know and he was 
selling the live streams of the young girls which is still very icky like it's not nice and then they had that moment like at the end where it got really scary because they wanted him to like to pay him to kidnap the girl and like that for some reason is where he draws the line i will only kidnap for my own i will not kidnap uh i what is there an age limit and for other people i'll just steal her underwear and sell it to you and someone gets the address he goes in there and you're like well what is he gonna do (laughs) He's, he's like, if so, anyone's going to kidnap her, it's going to fucking be me. Not right. He wasn't being a hero. I don't know. For me, it's just like, if the horror is based on the violence towards a person by, like, another... There's nothing supernatural about it. There's nothing interesting no. about it. There's no lore element to it. Mm-hmm. It's just humans being shitty humans to other humans. And I'm just... It's not my type of movie. It's not what I enjoy watching. No, I didn't have a good time watching no and there are like similar things that like hush kind of does that similar thing where it's like she's alone in her cabin in the woods and some guy comes in and he thinks he's gonna be able to like control the situation and it's creepy and but hush did it well oh so well Hush was scary and like this movie just felt gross like the toothbrush thing it was like i'm like oh the the toothbrush i forgot about that it's not only Yeah, Yeah, it's not only him, like, putting it in his mouth. It's the fact that this bitch has, like, halitosis and he put nastiness on it. Not, like... you yeah Yeah, it's 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 just, it's very gross and very cringy, and I'm just, like... And unsettling that he's so buff, because what the fuck? He's so buff. He's so ripped. I don't like it. No. Be flabby. Yeah. I think that was the worst part too. Is it's like you're you're very jacked, but you also look like the kid from Hey Arnold. <laughs> I don't know, and you like... move you move like you're a hundred. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's a murder confusing. grandpa. He's a rather murder grandpa. Yeah. Like the guy from you Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. And that's I think yeah. one of the reasons I don't like this movie because I hate Don't Breathe. I I really like Don't Breathe, but because it. it literally crawled under my skin and scared absolute shit out of me like (laughs) scared me so bad but it's like creepy overly gross buff grandpa and that guy was fucking blind and he could still get you and do gross things to you yeah we should cover that movie maybe (laughs) maybe you could cover it with jay or with i was gonna say you don't have to you don't have to be on it (laughs) but i yeah there's a thing (laughs) Yeah. it's just it's just really scary well, i don't think you like it isn't like the the guy who owns the house in barbarian an old crusty grandpa too like is it and he yes. kidnaps people and like, what he's is this, this what is it with yeah, head or whatever. yeah yeah it's because boomers have all the fucking houses so it, they have to the, be the crusty grandpa <laughs> it's true it's just fa- it's canon can own it yeah it's own property come on unless you're like <laughs> i feel like it's because we live in an ageist society and everyone's yeah. terrified of getting old and old people i yeah. mean so that's that it. We put our old people away and like nursing and homes. social security that- is gonna run out by the time we're old mm-hmm. so right. we don't have anything <laughs> So I, I think that's why, and then they have to like go out of their way to make these old people super able body, like able body, mm. 
kill people and drag them around and all that. So yeah, I think it's it's hilarious that they're working so hard to adhere to ageism that this guy looks like a jack toad. I don't know. For me, it wasn't scary. It was more like, ew, oh, than it was like, ooh, no. And yeah. so I'm just kind of bored with that right now. Like I, I, as a woman, as a person of color, blah, blah, blah. I realized somebody could always come in the door and murder me, whatever. Like, that's always scary. Like, show me yeah. stuff, you know, I, you know, I should, I, I, um, I should have switched 14 cameras and flesh eater because flesh eater was fun. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's, we don't have to talk about buck grandpa. It was just Anymore. this was just and an like avalanche of cringe. There was, was no enjoyable was he breathing part. like that. Yes, no. he was shuffling around like, <laughs> like what's wrong with you? Maybe you should end, stop. Like, oh, the, mm, like the he's still at it. Spanish. I said, excuse the fuck out of me. You mean to tell me that you had to abandon your whole life? It makes sense because that kid is not his kid. But I'm like, you're fucking child. And you escape to another country, and the first thing you do is grab three more ladies. What is wrong with you? What? Crawling around in the desert with a cane. Oh my god, he's the worst. Uh, yeah, I'm R. guessing. Though, was... I mean, he. Yeah, yeah. He he really oh, no. died like shortly after 14 cameras came out. So. Oh. I was oh, gonna say no. it seemed like they were setting it up for another movie, but that's nope. not gonna happen now. Rip. No 15 cameras. Nope. <laughs> and I'm not watching 13 cameras. So thank you for mm -hmm. the information, Al. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, it's a completely different movie. Like, it is more of the, like, don't breathe style tension horror. Like, he's stalking her through the house kind yeah. of. Oh. Like, apparently, it's a completely different It's not. Oh. No. Cameras in his rental property is where he's watching whole families, potentially. Mm -hmm. It's like one woman at a time yeah yeah this was a bit much i think but yeah it's, it's a lot i think this was a bit much okay raise your hand if you watch nightbreed <laughs> yay okay you guys listen i wanted to i wanted to love nightbreed i went in ex expecting i was gonna love this it's got clive barker's name on it it came out after hellraiser i was like fuck yeah i why didn't i didn't love it, him i didn't love it i didn't hate it because there was a lot of potential like for it to be exactly the kind of thing i i love you mean uh, camp? it got yeah i fucking love camp but like the i feel like it was at least 30 minutes too long and they should have done a yeah. lot less like <laughs> oh yeah. did you watch the director's cut because i had yeah. the same thought i was like this feels like it's way too i kept feeling like when is this going to end when is this going to end and I yeah like, how is this yes and i got freddie to watch this movie with me and when we got up to like there being like 35 minutes left he literally said mm, i think i'm over this movie and that's where we shut it off for the day and i finished it by myself the next day because it just got willy-nilly at that mm -hmm. point but but there's a lot of stuff that i, I like i liked the main in character's name is Boone and he's like a hot leather jacket big hair 80s guy with really sharp angles on his yes. face he looks like he was carved from marble and um Squidward. 
handsome squidward yeah <laughs> in the most respectful way i know you Heather have Doctor. him in the background i, like, I want to go get him but i can't i i'm it's, tethered it's, squidward and patrick swayze like <laughs> yes yeah no exactly that because the last time i used handsome squidward to describe someone it was the fish man from the shape of water so because i'm like why are your lips so perfect that's weird Handsome, I thought the demon guy, what was his name? I don't fucking remember anyone's name. I don't, I don't either, no except for Boone. So I couldn't hear anything. I thought the I, name was Boone. Oh, it's Boone. She doesn't know where she's going to find it. And the yeah, only reason it stuck is because of Boone from uh, Lost. And after, it, it's Ian Somerhalder's character. Yeah. And after he died the first season, that's literally where I stopped watching Lost. That's the only reason why I remember it. <laughs> the first episode i watched was the episode where he died because i was like oh hey the handsome guy dies in law so i skipped all the first like, get it <laughs> mel it's like showing me all these old people show me when they were young I don't know. <laughs> oh they're imdb pictures yes I mean, like okay, first. so I didn't think he was like, like, I wasn't like attracted to this man, but he was giving carved from stone, like, he's the hot guy, you know, and then his girlfriend was a singer, but I'm gonna be so honest, his girlfriend was entirely too invested in this man, entirely too invested, and I can't figure out why, because it, I, I don't know how long they were dating, but if I, my boyfriend gets shot up and he becomes like the savior of the night breed and he lives downstairs underground yeah you're not the one for me i wish you the best of luck my guy i can't go with you say less there's weird guys down there i'm not doing that yeah say less i did not understand why she was like oh boot i was like girl there are other fish in the sea like you're I mean- a singer you're a star just pick one Dude as hell <laughs> she's you so know? cute adorable and like make me a list like make me a list of the things that you love so so deeply about him it uh, felt like oh. it dropped this into the middle of the relationship with none of the rest of the yeah. like information i'm like we could have taken so much of the extra stuff out towards the end that we did yeah need and like give us more like something substantial for them because it feels like there's like a whole story that we're missing about them that make their their romance supposed to be endearing yeah but this is based off of a book so there probably is way more uh context context in the book it made me want to read the book so like it did a good job there i mean i'll just say like i get attached to people and there is there is like an extent to where I, I can be flippant about it and be goofy, but if I, like, really loved someone, I'm not giving up. And if there was any way to stay with them, even if it meant ending myself and, like, being a night breed or whatever, or, like, doing whatever, like, becoming something different or dying, knowing that I would 100% go with them, I would fucking do it. Like, okay, wait a minute. That's the way I love people. And that's, and I think there's, most people are like that. There are a yes, lot of I- people that are like that. <laughs> Okay, no, I totally agree with you. And if we could just rewind back to that episode that we did with um, whichever wolf brother. I flipped 100%. I have. I feel feel the same. You remember remember that movie 
with Thor, and I was like, yeah. oh man, yeah. I would I, follow him to the ends of the earth, and I ripped on you, and I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. I was wrong, because I have come around. I, it, <laughs> I immediately was like, oh shit, this guy is interesting. Uh, I'm gonna follow him to the ends of the earth. He's handsome, and he's interesting. I am the main character in a, a fantasy romance novel, and I am got to see it through my boy. So, but that's why I'm saying I feel like we need context because I'm yeah. not invested. Same. For my man, for my man, if he's a night read, me too. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's the thing. It's like, I think that it's just the the clumsy way that the storytelling is here yeah. that, that cheapens it that way. And I did flip, and I I admit that. I also think I talk shit in spring, too. I have different opinions about things now. Okay. Things have happened in my life. I I have different opinions about things, okay? The leather are right around. I love this. I love when this shit happens, because I'm not even, like, a romance girl. But I love a good horror romance and i was trying to sell spring so hard i'm like this is i love this shit i love this shit <laughs> she's like no i hope you she know, eats him <laughs> we we could come back to that too on another on an episode because we did it on 31 days of horror so we should redo that now with yeah. new brain new Lindsay brain Do healed it. Lindsay brain right i've i've come a long way over the last few years dealing yes, with ma'am. myself so traumatizing movies have done it for her yes excellent i feel like that sometimes it feel like that yeah yeah i found the monster's name his name is peliquin and yeah this monster is finer than the other guy so okay, i'm googling peliquin how you spell that p-e-l-o-q-u-i-n when he popped up in the show i was like okay wait what about this dude i was thinking there was no hot i'm people. sorry but this guy isn't a lot like birds with where oh, something I should like have birds known this was the one. guy you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Okay, All I gotta right. see him too. I gotta see oh, him too. Yeah. He's hot. It's, it, he it's the guy, it, it's almost giving dreads, but he oh. has to get, he was the he was the one who wanted to eat. Boom. The the only black guy on the show, I guess. All Literally. He yeah. he yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he was like okay. meat, this one? Can I eat this one? What about yeah. that one? I don't give a shit. This guy's food. I'm eating him. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I get no. it. Okay. It felt like if Clive Barker did Labyrinth, that was the yes. That I was. Getting. I was literally yeah. just gonna say like, that. I was like, all of these, like the monsters and the like the puppets and the prosthetics. I'm like, this feels like I'm watching like did, Labyrinth yes, in the Dark. <laughs> yes, that I was uh, literally going to say. This is giving Labyrinth. I like when they showed Midian and all the different kinds yeah, the of night breed. Yeah. Oh, I loved that shit. And it was very confusing at the beginning. Like, is this a real place? Do mm-hmm. I have to step through a portal to another dimension? And they're like, oh no, it's just downstairs. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> In this very easily opened mausoleum. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Answered- questions really easily they were like is it a town and the guy was like no it's not a town it's just a cemetery right down the road one of the cops was like oh midian's my jurisdiction and i'm like it's right. a fucking place like yeah, oh yeah okay it's, okay i like that I, I am so sad that this was my first clive barker movie 
You didn't watch Hellraiser? I have not yeah. seen Hellraiser yet. It's on my list of things. Like, I want to sit down and, like, watch, like, the chunk of them. But this is, like, the first, like, I've seen people play Clive Barker's games and I've read some of his comics. So it's, like, I'm, like, not totally unfamiliar with Clive Barker. But I'm, like, I hate that, like, Nightbreed was the first, like, film. Yeah, I would not have recommended that to be. The, <laughs> I wouldn't. I, oh, man, I'm so sad about that. But. Yeah. Well, it was, it was charming. It was, it had its moments. And I, I didn't hate it like I was editing I didn't my, hate it either I was editing my novella and I found myself stopping what I was doing and actually paying attention to the screen so there were there were moments of it that was like this ha- I, I don't know if I should have like maybe not watched the director's cut <laughs> save myself 45 minutes I feel like maybe me too Ooh. um can I say what was like fucking crazy about this movie the doctor was insane it didn't make any sense right out the gate I was like, that's the bad guy. He's talking yeah. very slow. I was like, that's the bad guy. And that he he tells Moon, oh, you're doing great. You should still come see me. And then he's like, you killed people. Take these mysterious drugs that I'm not making you go through a pharmacy to get. And he takes them like an idiot. In, in his evil villain lair office. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Like, yeah, and then he's like, oh, he's like a, a weird racist serial killer he hates the night breed and he wears a mask and racism racist yeah pretty wild also but it seems like yeah he definitely targets patients he's like oh this one's dumb this one's gullible and like this was puritanical (laughs) so like yeah you know so i felt like that was an element of it that he chose boone because boone had all this internalized guilt and hero do-goodism about himself that he would just turn himself in for a crime he never committed. It's so I felt stupid. Like the puritanical bit, all this heaven and hell, good and evil. Ultimately, they didn't have that great of a nose for evil because Decker got through, like, what, half the movie? More than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, you okay with the names? <laughs> Fresh. Uh, the, the creepo therapist yeah yes the opposite zipper drove me crazy oh my <laughs> okay but then ask that he leaves his mask and his knife in his car when he's in the middle of all the action with the cops and the cops like the black cop is like what's this and gets he kills right. him i'm like why would you bring that yeah why, why wouldn't you put it in the trunk if you don't want people to know that's you, I'm just, I don't know. He liked exposing himself, though. I mean, yeah. uh, he showed himself to, what's her name? Oh, he catfished her. He said yeah. he was a banker. Yeah. Cheryl. And the friend, I don't know. Yeah. Singer girl's friend. Yeah. Because she's like, how do you know my name? And he was like, ta-da! It's yeah. me. You know? I'm a bastard. Right. <laughs> He really was kind of into that like i mean honestly you shouldn't show people your face unless you're like sure they're not gonna get away like so yeah, yeah and then like the whole like the, where he went to use the guy's phone he came in with the mask off but then came right back in the back door wearing the same clothes with the mask back <laughs> right so, probably you know it's you at this yeah, point he's like i'm over like, it like let's I get down to like business the, the preacher character was really underutilized too and came out of nowhere the one that was in the agree he, yes. I mean, you could have had so much potential to help like set up the world and build the lore and where did you come from 
And also, why was Boone in his underwear? And like every time I looked up, he was naked. Yeah, they paid for those shots. They paid for the body. I was like, a tiny whitey scene that he ill-fitting tiny whitey. Drugged like they were both in the worst underwear ever, the least sexy underwear ever. (laughs) That's what you're fantasizing about, bro. It's like surely you know you're drugged. Like you're gonna fantasize. (laughs) (laughs) Even she had on tiny whiteys. Yeah, it's like every time I looked up, he's like naked. I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, put some clothes on, Boonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Boonathan, <laughs> Boonery. You know, I I definitely uh, feel like I'm gonna read the book, but like, yeah, this is one where I feel like I would not be mad. Like if they remade Labyrinth, I don't do that. But if they wanted to remake this one, it's okay. Like just move some things out. Some modern day costuming might help you know but it's yeah. been like bad 90s cg honestly i'd rather see like yes the weird costumes so mm-hmm. yeah honestly it would probably be really fun if you did like a like six-part hbo series so that way you can see all the lore, yes you yeah can see all the stuff that you need to and then call yeah it like, i'm always yeah. a fan of a mini series like yeah. i <laughs> felt like when they originally did it as a mini series i was like oh okay uh, and I feel like they should always because it's a big ass fucking book. I don't know how big this book is. I don't know. I was actually about to look that up because Clive Barker is not known for being brief, concise <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to at least from the, the like the comics and the games and stuff that I read. Again, this is my first Clive Barker film, so I don't know what else to expect when it comes into the film. I see three hundred and sixty-eight pages. It's a yeah. it's based on Cabal, a nineteen eighty-eight horror novel. It wasn't I'm- bad. It was fun. It was of its time. It was just too Certainly. long. I didn't know yeah. there was a different cut. I would have a hundred percent watched the other one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where to find it. I think only the director's I, cut was on. Think on Amazon. I think okay. it's on Amazon because I, I was gonna. I had everything queued up on Amazon, and then I forgot that I canceled my um Prime subscription like two days ago. So like all of my like stuff was gone. I was like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I just bookmarked them all on Tubi and I was like, I'll get back to those like at the beginning of the week. And I've just been picking them off. I also watched these movies like out of in weird order. I would watch parts of them. I watched this one in three parts. Overall, I mean, I didn't hate watching it. You know, there was some stuff that was kind of like a life yuck yuck, like when the cop shot him up like 30 times. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, kind of crazy how that we're used to that being like a joke in movies that the cops like will overshoot anyone for any reason like so I don't know it had little parts like that that I just were like you know I see you so I guess yeah I'd watch a ramped up version was probably pretty badass at the time yeah oh yeah that's that's what I was thinking like when it came out like in 1990 I bet this was awesome I bet it was awesome so I'm I'm with it for that reason I realize I'm seeing something vintage (laughs) (laughs) Yes. so you know it has a it has a feel the leather jackets though everywhere and i'm with mm-hmm. it oh so, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the fashion yes. that late 80s early 90s fashion is excellent yes i am a fan that that whole like everyone grabbing the guns and racing off to go like charge the cemetery scene felt so american and i like i'm like this movie is set in canada <laughs> I was like, oh I- and you notice that <laughs> Yeah, because it's yeah. like it's set, it's set in Edmonton. And they even mention it like in the beginning, like it's set in Canada, like there's like you can see the Calgary skyline. But I'm like, I was like, why does this feel so wholly American? 
Yeah. Because I don't think they would like. And they like... blew up the cemetery. And I'm just like, why is this the option? Blew it up. <laughs> Next movie. Onwards. Possum. I've been dying to watch Possum. Does anyone know when this movie came out? 2018. 2018? Mm-hmm. Recent-ish, okay. yeah. Yeah, oh. okay. So, for a couple of years, I've been dying to watch this movie. The cover is so, like, I feel like the cover matches, like, the entire movie really, really well. And it's just, like, this A-legged thing on the bed. And I'm just like, what is it? And I think I did that through the entire movie what is the deal i'm like what what is the thing with the puppet and this man looks pained through the entire movie long stretches of like quiet and him looking like he has to poop yeah yeah my favorite one (laughs) except for i would say the autopsy of jane doe was more exciting but Mm -hmm. this one was this one gave me artistic Vibes. this was artistic mm-hmm. so it was originally written as part of an um, anthology short story about um freud's uncanny valley concept and so that's why everything kind of has that uncanny valley feel to it because he also he wrote the short story and he also wrote the movie i think and so it was, it was all like full-on like passion project from the guy who wrote the original story and so that was the whole point of it was to be kind of uncanny and very artistic and very like moody and i think he nailed it Mm -hmm. oh yeah Yeah, i would say so it's tonal it's it's aesthetic in a certain way um or at least it sticks to an aesthetic that you know i didn't hate because of the heightened kind of imagery sensory part of it that you don't know what's going on until you know what's going on and then you wish you didn't and it's over it's kind of like, you know, the right kind of roller coaster. Like, you don't want to see the edge until you're going over it and then it's over sort mm-hmm, of yeah. thing. So I think because it was such an uncomfortable subject by the time you know what the subject is, I was pretty glad it was over. You're sitting there thinking the whole time that this guy is the pervert, right? Or was yeah. that just me? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I, wasn't at first. Even when they show him like on the train and he's like watching the boy and then he goes up to him and he asks him like, what were you drawing? Um, I didn't even get that vibe then. What I felt was like, you know, this guy is clearly like in his weird thing with the puppet. He's clearly dealing with some shit from his childhood and we have no idea what that was and I think that he might be like a little bit of a child still stuck in an adult's body and he doesn't really know how to relate to adults as well uh, and feels more comfortable like approaching children and then as it was going on and the boy was missing I was like oh no was I wrong Mm. did he take the boy and that was really really uncomfortable I I was like watching like a bunch of theories about it last night and there's some that like the uncle's not actually real and it's all him like as using his oh, I hate that. mechanism for the trauma that his uncle actually cuz apparently the thing was like his uncle used to abuse him and then he passed away and so he's using it as a way to like deflect his own issues and there was another one he's like hanging around the school because like when his when he was younger his tutor told him they would go to the police after he confessed what his uncle did and nothing ever happened so he felt safe there and that's why he was hanging around the school and so there's like there's tons of different like like theories behind everything 
every aspect of it. And it's like really fascinating to watch like, these deep dives of like the psych- psychological side of things. But overall, so that everyone's just like, this is horrendously creepy and disturbing. <laughs> it's like everyone's like, this is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. And like once you know what it is, it's like, yeah, this is this is uncomfortable. Hmm. I suspect mm-hmm. Maurice right away though, because he kept saying, Morris, you're not my father. Mm-hmm. Like that emotional kind of distance that he wanted to create between them kind of made it somewhat evident that their relationship wasn't necessarily a good one, but more so one of circumstance where they just kind of ended up together. Yeah, and he kept disrespecting my man's boundaries that he was really trying to create there. Mm -hmm. I think that was hard enough for him to do. I will say that I was along for the ride the whole time, and then the end just skewed me out so bad that, like, it wasn't bad, it wasn't, like, inconsistent or any of that, but it was just, I couldn't. It definitely was suspenseful. I was definitely on the edge of my seat. I was like, please don't go here. Don't, don't, don't do all this. Like, find a way to eclipse this. I'm not trying to do all this. Like, I'm already kind of gagging. It's hard, and I like it. I mean, I'm sure triggering like holy shit you know Mm. definitely triggering but you know it was graphic not in just like what happened but the stuff around I mean the walls were filthy the floorboards were filthy everything kind of there was some attention to detail for sure Mm -hmm. you know nothing was out of aesthetic really no, it was like a live action claymation like <laughs> movie. The puppet scared me. The puppet scared me bad. And uh I really liked the scenes where because in the beginning you're you're just really not sure is what kind of movie this is and like is there a paranormal element here because the puppet's already creepy? Is it really moving around? Is it alive? I liked those scenes where the puppet was like peeking around the corner and he's like running away from it. Oh my God, it was a lot. And I mean, it was his face. The storytelling is consistent. I can't, I can't fault it. It's, it's uncomfortable in the way that it's supposed to be uncomfortable, but it's very mm-hmm. effective at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the type of movie I would seek out personally, but um, I'm not mad about it. It's a good movie. It was towards the top of my list as well. So I don't have the same problems with it that I have with some of the other films that I feel like it's using victimhood as kind of a treat for the viewer. You know, if Mm -hmm. you're you're empathizing with the abuser, there was really no way to do that in the film. Like even when lets the boy out at the end, you only see a glimpse of him as he's scurrying away. You never really get to interact with the victims in their childhood state Mm -hmm. with because I don't want to watch a film that caters to predators you know what I'm saying right film there wasn't a way to do that like who wants to sort through all the cinemagraphic artistry to to get to a trauma story that was so vague for all of the movie I think in a way it served its purpose you had to feel all of the emotions of the victim which was just hellish without feeling the emotions of the abuser which is great because we know that those are pleasurable and cringy or whatever so 
I kind of liked that this film was different in that way. There was really no way to trauma porn here. So yeah, I appreciate being spared that, especially because I get very stressed out when I don't know what kind of movie I'm watching. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what, what's gonna happen to me? I think it's pretty good. Definitely not one that I'm like gonna be like, oh, let's watch Possum. Like, let's let's <sighs> let's turn that back on. It was I I really feel like this is a very good like one time watch and to go into it without knowing what it's about. And it it was slow. Yeah, I wasn't mad about that though. I like I had it on my iPad. I was like doing chores while I was watching it, but I kept going, "What the fuck is happening right now?" And I paused it a couple times. The most notable scene because I I made Freddie look at it because I'm like, "Isn't this like so unsettling?" Like the man walks in to the room and he looks so defeated, and you can see a mirror on the side of the wall, and the puppet is like in the mirror like hanging on the wall like he had tried to get rid of it again and it was just he's like (sighs) but it was so visually like wow look at this i I think the the point of the puppet was that it was supposed to be like a representation of the trauma no matter how many times he tried to shove it down and burn it and get rid of it it was always still there in the corner of his eye and i think they portrayed that perfectly in this movie because it's all so subtle and it's in the shadows and it's it's just a creepy and unsettling thing and i was like i did think they did a really good job with it i see a lot of people like rope in with um the house that jack built slow and this is weird and what am i watching and why is this that's on my tbw yeah the house of jack built is really good too but it's just it has that same kind of like again that's slow building you don't know what you're getting into kind of thing and you- that's good to know in advance yeah. oh thanks yeah it's, it's that hereditary genre of like i've okay, god I've once i don't need to see this again <laughs> like i don't need to watch oh decapitate herself again like we're not watched- <laughs> i've watched hereditary a couple of times but i vividly remember with both hereditary and midsummer wanting to leave in the movie theater because i was like i don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) like i don't know what's happening here i don't know what i'm getting myself into but i didn't hereditary was terrifying for me because i have allergies and so like i was done at that point already like i was traumatized it was just like what black phone for me there was a very traumatizing Mm. moment in the beginning of black phone that caused me to turn it off and wait a week before i came back to watch it because it reminded me of abuse i had in my childhood you know sometimes movies just be triggering you yeah it'd be like that sometimes everybody has their own black phone was unsettling oh I we know. have to do that it, sometimes. Yes, yeah. I was so uh in the theater like after I was just like this like uh I, I hate things happening to kids but I love when kids come out on top like I just love mm-hmm. when kids conquer the, the shit yeah. You know? I also love how Ethan Hawke didn't want to do the movie because he didn't want people to stereotype him as a bad guy. He's like I don't want to yeah. be a bad guy in movies and so he almost didn't do the movie and I was like you sweet sweet man you have like what a 40 years book. worth of like acting credits no one's gonna typecast you now. No no <laughs> yeah. like, they won't and I definitely don't. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have fun with your movies. You're at that age you're allowed to just go have fun and do what you want. And do whatever you want. <laughs> Shall we move on to our final and best movie, The Autopsy of Jane Doe? So when this movie dropped on Netflix, I watched it twice back to back because I liked it so much. And Emile Hirsch is in it. I love Emile Hirsch. I love Emile Hirsch. <laughs> 
so cute oh this is your first time watching this movie right mm-hmm. i really 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 wanted to know what you thought of it because of what the the lady ends up being this movie is about a jane doe she's uncovered and they bring it to like uh, a son and pop shop i couldn't think of the word it's a morgue a mortuary (laughs) mortuary okay it's like an urgent situation the cop needs a cod that night little emil is trying to go on a date with his girlfriend he decides to stay because this is just his dad needs his help this is just too mysterious i really like this movie it's the most solid out of all of them that we've watched yeah this is in my top three favorite horror films of all time like i love the autopsy of jane doe part of that is because i am a funeral director this is my this is my wheelhouse this is the place that i'm in a comfortable place for me but there's just something about the slow build of it all and i love my isolated settings with small casts this is just like this is everything and then like l knows you read my novella i like small buildings with casts trapped in places they can't get out with weird things happening so and i just remember i watched it the first time i was like this is phenomenal because at the mm-hmm. time um i was just getting into horror films and then Cabin in the Woods was like my number one and I just bumped Cabin in the Woods down so I'm like Autopsy of Jane Doe usually sits in my number one or number two favorite horror films like I love this movie hmm. I think that's so interesting because I hated Cabin in the Woods when I watched it and everybody always roasts me for it but I'm like in my defense I watched it when it first came out I yeah. could do a rewatch I don't remember why I hated it I just remember that it did, but I don't hate this movie. I don't remember Cabin in the Woods. I always got it mixed up with Cabin Fever, and then I realized those were two different movies. I like Cabin Fever. <laughs> I don't care what you guys love about it. Not that I didn't love it. I just thought it was a little mid. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at with it. Like, it wasn't like bad. It. Yeah, no, I really like it. I think I still have some of the nostalgia for the first time that I watched it because i was much less seasoned than i am now same i had seen a lot i mean i i've always watched horror movies but i didn't have a podcast so i wasn't watching them nonstop. i just was really impressed with everything that al said i i liked the slow burn i like i like a slow burn where i'm not disappointed and like the storytelling falls through I felt like there was a lot of discovery that happened in this movie there was the underlying you know unhealed trauma with the mother passing away in there and and rest in peace to Stanley the cat I thought that that was fucking unnecessary because Stanley wasn't performing the autopsy on homegirl he was just minding his business and being a grumpy cat yeah but you know and then the story with the girlfriend and emil's trying to leave and he, you know he doesn't know how to tell his dad that he doesn't want to go into the family business giving supernatural and then it just like it gets more and more mysterious i just i just like it i it's a really good time i feel like it's a you know it's solid the actress who plays jane doe like what a role to have to just lay there and not move With the entire time but naked yeah like they, and again i think i love things that have small casts and it was so intimate and you could like the the dynamic between the father and son are so it's so believable and it feels so real and it feels just like a way a dad would just like sit there and mess with his, his son you know boyfriend and or girlfriend and things like that and it's just 
the, again, same thing. It came out in 2016, and I was just starting to get into horror films. And so before that, my other options that I had watched were The Conjuring, first two Conjuring movies. Um, oh. the first Annabelle movie cabin in the woods like Shaun of the dead like it was like not a very like you know um that was that Daniel Radcliffe um movie that he did right after Harry Potter woman in no the, oh uh, the woman that's terrible woman in black yeah so it's like Ooh. I did not have a wide <laughs> spectrum and I saw this and I was like oh there can be something dynamic and beautiful and haunting about horror Haunting of Hill House was 2018 so it came out like shortly after that so I'm like yeah I love these kinds of like this is this is my jam when it comes to the horror thing so I just really like this movie and out of all the movies that we have watched this is the best yeah, yeah. It is. unquestionable yeah unquestionably what I appreciated when Steph was like I wonder what Lindsay thinks about it and it's because I have problems with depictions of witchcraft in movies and because they get it wrong constantly because the witch hunts and all that shit was a way of theocratic assholes murdering innocent people Mm -hmm. the thing i liked about this movie is that was acknowledged in the end Mm -hmm. of it and it's like this was an innocent person that was cursed by the people that were trying to rid her of the demons and that is what i appreciated about the movie the lore elements of it tied into each other they could have gone they could have given me a little bit more i would have appreciated it but i do appreciate that they took that step to be realistic about it and not be like oh it's a witch corpse and it's gonna haunt you and like Mm -hmm. turn you into Mm -hmm. a demon and miss me with that shit so the people who then like killed each other themselves dug her up or the cops dug her up from the first house she was partially unearthed right yeah yes. partially unearthed. Yeah. yeah it's like she's uh like exacting her revenge i like that it's like a continuous loop i like when they said you know they created the thing that they were trying to destroy like they they turned her into this i automatically started thinking about the witching hour book and i was like fucking the fucking uh witch general giving her that goddamn book you know yep. and he, he he started this shit i'm mad at him like i'm mad at chris brown i'm on that bandwagon fuck chris brown in that That's same fuck chris brown vein i didn't like that every like woman who had a name even if it was jane in this movie just caught a total stray and could not be alive not even his girlfriend not even his mother not a single woman could live in this in this movie jane was dead the whole time even though she was the most interesting he's alive oh you're right you're right he's she alive. was alive silent the whole time so it's like either you could be totally silent women or you can be dead which one do you want why did the girlfriend have to catch that stray bullet i felt i wanted yeah. her to like like help them figure it out or like open the door and save them or something no, I feel like it had to be the girlfriend because, like, there was no out and she was the only, like, extraneous character besides the cop and he wasn't going to come back as soon as she was. I feel like it it had to be her. She was literally did, the only extra. They were already she, out. I don't know how she got in. That's what I'm wondering. Oh, but I think that the elevator probably started mysteriously working for her. I think, I think, I think she let her that. in. Yeah, I think I she too. let the girlfriend okay. in. She was like, everybody can catch these hands. If Stanley can get it, Emma can get it. Yeah, that's Rated fair. for everybody. 
Well, because you know that the people that are taking her away at the end of the movie were also going to get it. Like, nobody's going to live. Nobody's saying. But that's why the cop was like, get her the fuck out my district. Get her out of my county. Get her away. And I was like, he's a smart man. He's smart. Like, he doesn't even have to know exactly what happened. He knows that family. And he was like, it's not a murder-suicide. Whatever you think it looks like, it's not that. I like that. They could have also just, I mean, the family's gone. There's nobody yeah. to inherit that funeral home no. thing. So take the people out, the the people that aren't the the witch corpse, and burn the damn house down. She's in the basement. She's not going to burn, right? But yeah. you could also, you could just burn the house down and then, like, cement over it. Yeah. Put her, They're like, not going to do like, that, like, a though. radioactive thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, put They're her in a, in a concrete that. sarcophagus. Yeah. We would do it. But they're cops, and it's the same thing because they're like that's that's the fir- not the first thing they're gonna think of. Let's let's uh find this supernatural, even though everything's fucked up and mm-hmm. not easily slain. That's gonna be the worst case scenario, and this is literally what I think every time I watch Child's Play, and it ends because I'm like, oh, they have to fucking explain that to everybody. <laughs> like they have to explain <laughs> what happened. That's like the worst thing. I wouldn't want that job. Because who's going to believe you? You know, even if they saw what happened. I guess I'm just used to, like, the way I play D&D and, like, every <laughs> house is catch on fire. Burn it down. It's okay. You know, it's like, it just happens. <laughs> it's a natural state of houses. So just, like, catch it on fire. <laughs> I'm with you. Christy grandpa killers and they all catch on fire. Yes. <laughs> put, them all on a, put them all on a boat. Send them to an island. Take away their cell phones and internet, <laughs> like with the boys. Just do it, and then all your problems are solved. That's that's how. And I then feel and it. then ship the body to the island. Yes, and let, let her, her take it. Them. She can sort it out. She can yep. sort it out. They'll, I mean, because they'll. I mean, they'll. If you have to touch her, they'll get in there. That, I was gonna say that, and I was not wanting to go there, but I was like, no, if, I did. If a naked body gets shipped out, dress her up. Like, hate to say it, you know, dress her up as Mary and be like, hey guys, don't touch it. This is like the corpse oh, no, of Mary. No. Touch it, the world. And, and people won't fuck with it. I don't know. Be like, tears of Jesus. Ooh, you know, works for a lot of other artifacts. That's true. I wonder I where she is we're, now. We're talking about creepy grandpas. They're not going to be swayed. No, because one of them will sneak all off in the middle of the night and they're, I don't believe this shit. <laughs> yeah shuffle over and i'm, I'm gonna do it <laughs> everyone's asleep so like behind every scary scenario in the world there's like a grandpa just yeah yep. there's a grandpa who doesn't give a fuck and he'll can't... do it he's like i'm on my last freaking brain cell i'll take everyone down with me there are people like that there I are mean, copd is scary enough <laughs> you know you know, I like, <laughs> just and I like that everybody died. You know who was there? I, I do was too. Like, oh, yeah, oh, elegant. Oh, yes, <laughs> Finn. I I do. I don't always love an everybody dies situation, especially if I'm like connected to. But I wasn't connected to any of these characters. I like Emil Hirsch, but I literally was like, at, at the end, like he didn't have a girlfriend to run away with anyway. Right. Because it's that the, the emotional so. damage. Like he's just in therapy the rest of his life. What's yeah? 
He oh. was a noodle anyway. He wasn't going anywhere. He wouldn't leave his dad to his No, he wasn't old- going to go. I don't know if it makes me an asshole, but I, I like that the dad was like, I'll help you. Just don't hurt my son. And she killed the son anyway. She was like, fuck you. Fuck them yeah. kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Like, when you think about it's not, it's not her, right? This is something, this is a body of an innocent person that's been infested by a, something else that has come through that's cursed mm-hmm. because of the fuckery that these motherfucking witch assholes did that's what this is so like he can you can try to reason with something like that but i don't think it's gonna do any good like so, you're not dealing with something that's human and has empathy <laughs> okay in my mind it's still her it's mm-hmm. just that it, maybe it's not but this is just the way that i looked at it that it's still her but he says everything that we're doing to her and everything that they've done she can feel it so this is like she can feel all that stuff and so she doesn't care and also she's infested with evil but she's just like no i don't care it's all the same it is it's all the same i didn't really care how they ended it honestly like and that's that's rare (laughs) for me but i mean that this is the, my top movie, and I'm still only giving it three and a half chuds. Yeah, Jane Doe, like when the dad gets the eyes and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, he's gonna be the new possessed, you know, corpse or whatever. But he was normal by the time the cops got there, and she was still there with the cloudy so, eye. It's yeah. not like vampires. Yeah, no. Okay, right. It was he a momentary phone or whatever it was. So I was kind of thinking, you know, oh, he's infected. You know, no, she's just got- like, this is what it feels like, old man. <laughs> you don't get to keep the curse. You're borrowing you got, it. You got to be the murder grandpa for, for a minute. Yeah, for like two seconds. But that doesn't even really come. He didn't do anything. He just scared him. Wow. Um, yeah. uh, okay, well, you know, any final thoughts about anything? Any of these movies? It's been a week. It's been a week. I'm ready for some movies that don't suck, although the first movie of next week is Chud 2, Bud the Chud, so I'm not planning on that being I'm not great. taking a single note. I'm just showing up. That's my week. I have to deal with that, so. And I did that to myself, and I put Castle Freaking sure in slot number two as well, because I I gotta have some fun, okay? This has been a slog. Interesting array of grandpas and angry film directors yeah like mockumentary angry mockumentary men and crusty grandpa (laughs) who like maybe misogynist and maybe don't know much about the female anatomy because did you guys notice when they like cut her skin and meat off that her skeleton had boobs yes (laughs) so they think like our boobs are attached to our skeletons out here. So yeah, we got a lot yeah. of work to do. These are switch. titty bones. <laughs> Soft titty bones. I was like, oh hey, Jane Doe's got a endoskeleton or whatever's going on. <laughs> right. So yeah, maybe just to freshen up those vibes. <laughs> yeah, I think the vibes for next week are gonna be different. But we will wrap it up. Yeah, we're going for a weird, weird dude. I like, I like weird. Weird though. 
In the meantime, you can catch this podcast on the interwebs at ghostinthemagazine.site or on Twitter at GATM Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at WitchXPudding. You can find me at Nocturnical. You can find me at Hedda underscore Mel. And you can find me at Maybe Mockingbird. It's M-A-Y-B Mockingbird. Okay, bye!